setting the pace on the pursuit of happiness. This is The Ken Coleman Show, where you discover what you were born to do and how to make it happen. Now, helping you get unstuck and on the path to your dream job, America's career coach, Ken Coleman. Coming to you live from Ramsey Studios in Nashville, you are joining a conversation about who you are what you were created to do, where you want to do it, and how to get there. It is all about you. That's right, your purpose. And the irony is, is that when you focus on your purpose, you realize that your purpose isn't about you, it's about other people, you giving yourself away. We believe you were created to fill a unique role, that you were needed, and that you must do it. And as a result, we are here to help you get clear so you can get qualified, help you get connected so you can get started, help you get promoted so you can get the dream job to give yourself away. 844-747-2577. I want to teach a little bit later in the program four questions that will help those of you who are struggling to identify the work that you love, what we identify as passion. You just love the work itself. And so I'm going to help you with four questions that will begin... I believe, to help your brain unlock. Uh, So we'll get to that a little bit later in the program. So that's coming up. But first, we go to Chicago, Illinois. Catherine is there. Catherine, you're on the Ken Coleman Show. Hi, Ken Coleman. It's an honor to speak with you. How are you? Well, I am living the dream, Catherine. How can I help? So currently, I've been furloughed from a major uh, hotel line, and it's being recently acquired by a different management team. So the management team has to interview for a potential um, position back in the, you know, the new company. So my question is, how do I approach the interview given that there are three managers and it's quite likely that one of them, if not two, including myself, could be, you know, potentially so you're saying that you would all be in the interview together and you're wondering how to approach that? Uh, no, I think it's going to be individual and it's it's a guaranteed interview, but the position is not necessarily uh, guaranteed. Oh, okay. All right. You threw me off. with. I, okay. The bottom line is it doesn't matter about the other people. It only matters about you. All right? Mm-hmm. So the, the, the yeah. question is how do you approach the interview? Do you want the gig? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, good. You want it badly? You want it, eh, I just need a job. No, I need. I, I love what I do, and you know, I'm, this is something I'm extremely passionate about. Right, and so is it. Is it for a position that you have previously held, or a new position, even though it's the same company, different ownership? So that's also something I'm not totally sure of. Um, I'm not sure if I'm necessarily applying for the same position, or if I'm applying for one management position. Um, It's all kind of in the air, so I'm not sure how to address it or even just kind of present myself either, you know, I want the assistant manager position or, you know, whatever manager. Well, okay, the first thing that's glaring to me is, is I would personally want to know what position I'm interviewing for. Mm -hmm. So can you not find that out prior to the interview? I, from the information that, you know, was given to me, I don't think that there is a point of contact as of right now. Okay. Um, but I think I'll definitely try. Well, because here's my point. Can, what my you know. answer is how to prepare for the interview is, is, is that you've got to prepare for the type of questions that you think you might be asked as it relates mm-hmm. to the position. 
So if mm-hmm. you don't know what position you're applying for, it puts you at a disadvantage. So you're more of a read and react as opposed to, hey, I know I'm applying for this position. And so I want to go into this thing. If I know the specific position, then I'm going, I need to convey in this interview that I've got all the top talents necessary to win in this position. I need to also let them know that I love this work. I've done this work or I've worked towards getting the experience necessary to do this work. I love this work. Mm-hmm. And, and it, it fits with my mission. The results of this work are this, this, and this, and I really love it. See, you want to be able to convey that through your answers. And if mm-hmm. you don't know what the position is, it's a disadvantage, okay? But I'm just going to give you yeah. the answer. I want you to go through talent, passion, mission. What do you do best? What work do you love to do? And the results of your work that matter deeply to you are, and you need those answers. And assuming that this position allows you to truly be in that role that you were created to fill, then you are in your sweet spot. And so if that's the case, you make that clear to them. So it's like a politician. You ever watched a politician do an interview on TV and they ask them one thing and they manage to work in all their answers while trying to answer the actual question? You've seen that before, yes? Yes. You get to be a little bit of a politician, but you're not gross and slimy, right? You just, they ask you a question, you answer it, and then, but you also tie in always coming back to, I've got the talent to do this. I love this work. This work and this place is where I'm supposed to be because of these reasons. It, it, we do this, this, and this, and those results, I get the juice. So you prepare for that. You prepare, you prepare for questions you think are fundamental that you're going to get. Uh, questions around your experience. Questions around your proficiencies and talents. Questions about culture, style, fit, you know, how you would handle this situation. Whatever you think is going to come at you, you prepare for those. And I've got a, a guide on KenColeman.com that's called How to Win the Interview. I want you to go download that as soon as we're done with this call, okay? And I want you to okay. read it because here's the key. Relentless preparation leads to reflexive performance. If you prepare, 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 then when the moment comes, even if you don't know a whole lot about this job, you are at a point where you have context for anything that's coming your way. So that's the key to winning the interview is your own questions. You're so prepared, you're ready to answer their questions, but you've got your own questions that you've prepared. I want to know this. What type of person wins in this role? What's the culture going to be like? How are we going to do things? Those questions that you ask will also separate yourself from the other candidates. So preparation, preparation, preparation. Here's the good news. Uh, Tiffany, uh, excuse me, Catherine, go to KenColeman.com. And I want you to download the How to Win the Interview Guide because it walks you through all this stuff. So got that for you and for so many other people. By the way, another free resource for those of you uh, that may be new to the program, we've got some great paid resources um, in our store, but we've got some great free resources like the How to Win the Interview, which is a part of our three Get Hired guides. One is the resume guide that also includes a template. One is the interview guide. The other is the follow-up to the interview guide, how to do it, what to do. Uh, but one of the most popular free resources we have at KenColeman.com is the Should I Quit My Job quiz. And it takes you less than three minutes, and it will spit out a report. You're going to come out in one of four results. And we've had 
tens and tens and tens of thousands of people take this, and it's really eye-opening. Nobody is rarely, you know, nobody's actually surprised. You know, it's rare that they're surprised, but it's the clarification and the nudge that really help you go, okay, now I'm in the, uh, boy, I'm in the right role, wrong place. It means you're doing the right work, but it's not a good culture, not a good fit. Or you could be, well, wrong place, right role, like I just said. Or you could be wrong role, wrong place. Ooh, ooh, what does that mean? It's time to leave. Oh, it's the nudge. Go get it. Along with the other free guides, KenColeman.com. All right, more of the show coming right up. Don't move. Helping you get unstuck and on purpose in your life and work. This is the Ken Coleman Show. So thrilled to have you with us. 844-747-2577. Hey, I want to say a big thank you to those of you that are listening via your radio station, Sirius XM, or via the podcast. We've had three record months of podcast downloads, and I, I just want to say a big thank you for that. Uh, every time that you download, you listen, you recommend, you rate, uh, that all helps it grow, and it is growing, and you're a big part of that. So I want to say a heartfelt thank you. We want as many people as possible to listen to this conversation as we bring some purpose to talk radio. So thank you, thank you, thank you. 844-747-2577. Let's go to Linden, Kansas. Danica joins us there. Danica, you're on the Ken Coleman Show. Hi, Ken. How are you? I am living the dream, Danica. What's up? Well, I'm having a little dilemma on what I should do next. Um, A little about me. I'm 27, married, and have a seven-month-old at home. I currently work as a respiratory therapist at a children's hospital on night shift. Um, I absolutely love my job and would even consider it my dream job. Um, We roughly bring in about $90,000 a year, plus maybe $15,000 in my side hustle that I do. We started at $168,000 in debt, and after a year and a half, we're down to eighty dollars in wow. student loans. <laughs> wow, way to go. Let's <laughs> just you. pause for a moment. You guys have been busting it. That's incredible. Wow. Great job. Thank you so much. Um, my problem is I'm exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> you think? <laughs> I'm exhausted. Yeah. Um, and with the baby, I'm working yeah. six to seven days a week, and I feel like I'm just kind of missing out on watching him grow. Um, so... I guess my question why I'm calling today is it's going to take me about another year and a half probably to get out of debt, um, and I'm just ready to do it. I have some coworkers who have um, decided to take travel positions, and with all the crises such as like COVID and the hurricane and fires and stuff, they're paying really, really well, um, sometimes double, maybe even triple my income depending on um, what I can find. So I'm trying to decide if um, maybe I should take a leap and go and maybe get out of debt quicker or yes. if I should stay and tough it out. <laughs> yes. You should t- you should take this. I don't even think this is a leap. I think this is just good old fashioned this is a blessing and opportunity and you have to step into it. I think the, I think the door has swung so far wide open that it's almost shocking to you. You know what I mean? Yes. For, I think that's what it is. We go you know, I remember when uh give you an example from my own life I remember when Dave Ramsey said to me one day, I was up here, 
I wasn't working here. I had my own show. I was trying to get after it. And it was, it was just the, the grind. And he said to me, Hey, you want to come up here? And he described it. And, and it was so unbelievable. And I remember telling Stacy, we're coming to Nashville. And I remember telling one, a couple of my good buddies a couple of days after that. And one of my buddies goes, are you, are you praying through that? And I go, no, I'm not, I'm not praying about it at all. And he kind of looked at me like, what, what do you mean you're not praying about it? And I go, when God kicks a door open, you don't need to pray about it. You walk through it, you know? I mean, and, and that's what I think this is. This is an opportunity to do work that you love, triple your salary, pay off your debt faster so that you can downshift. And you're already exhausted. Your seven-month-old son really doesn't know how many hours you're with him. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, this is the time. Yeah, because, that's kind of what I was trying yeah. to tell my husband is that I feel like it's time, especially before he's in school to make the leap. Where's your I husband at? My, Where's he at on this deal? Um, he's he's gung ho. He's ready to go. He works at a prison, and he loves his job too. And I guess that's kind of our our freak out to do it is that um, we both love our job. We would consider them our dream job. We would want to come back, um, but we're nervous about like losing seniority. We're nervous about, um, you know, freezing like uh, job holds and freezes when we come back. Um, and also, um, just whoa, 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 hold on, hold on. Okay. Okay. All right. So I love this. So this is good old fashioned fear. So let's, let's talk about this. Fear is a liar. So what we have to do is we have to establish what the fear is. You just told us. If I go take this, what is essentially a promotion, I feel like I'm going to lose seniority or lose the opportunity to step back into this work later. Is there any evidence for that at all? Um, They did have a freeze. Um, They do currently. I don't know how long it'll last. That's my Um, point. That's That's my point. You don't have any control over that anyway. Mm-mm. Okay. And I know that if I'm gone for longer than six months, that I will lose my seniority, which um, I know it sounds ridiculous, but um, what comes with a loss of seniority is the loss of um, having to work more weekends and holidays when I come back. Because as I go further, I start to drop those off. Okay. So, okay. So, but here's my point there's nothing to be afraid of. That is a choice before you. I either go take this travel job, make more money, get out of debt faster, or I stay put and we still get out of debt and I can stop working six to day, seven days a week right now. It just means your payoff date is going to be maybe six months, maybe a year longer. So let's go back to your initial scenario. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. But you've got to make a choice. But there's nothing to be afraid of here. Fear is concocting all these things of why you shouldn't do it versus you going, what's most important to me and my husband? And I think you both want to take this opportunity for you to pay off the debt faster. I think that's where you started the phone call, but you wanted to know what I think. Am I right? Which way were you leaning? I was leaning towards it. (laughs) So here's what's going on. Your heart's telling you what? To go. (laughs) Your head's telling you what? Um, to not go think about it a little harder (laughs) this is the danger so here's what happens so our brains are hardwired to protect us it's the logic 
Okay, and, and and our brains protect us a lot of times in life. I mean, it's 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 a good thing. But there are times where our heart is beating fast and it's saying go go go, and our heads trying to talk our heart out of it. And we got to get mm-hmm. our heads and hearts in alignment. And the way we do this is you and your husband need to sit down because I've told you what I think you should do. But I also think that you're okay either way. It just means your debt payoff is going to be a little bit later. And you you can slow down and go home and be with that baby more and cut back to five days a week. It just means you're making less and you're not paying debt off as fast. But it's not a bad thing. Hear me say that, Danica. Okay? But I think you and your husband have got to look at both paths. And we go, this path takes us here. And this is what happens on this path. And this path, well, it's where we are now, and it's going to change this. And we look at both and we say, all right, now let's be in unison. And we go, what do we really want? And I think the heart's going to reveal it. Okay. All right. Hey, Danica, this is a good move. This opportunity is massive. I'd take it. I would take it and bet on yourself. All right. Now, I know the seniority thing is a deal, but I think you already weighed that out. And I think your brain's trying to throw that back. Well, Ken, you didn't know about seniority. I don't care. (laughs) Because guess what? I think you should do what you already thought you should do when the call started. So go do that. 844-747-2577. Okay, real quick. There's a three-part process I just walked Danica through when you're facing fear, and I want to make sure everybody catches it. It's really simple because we are all we can never eliminate fear in our life. I'm just going to tell you, I don't care if you're 82 or 22, fear never goes away. So what do we do when we're confronted with fear and doubt? Because doubt's the ugly cousin of fear and just as nasty. And fear and doubt sit on our shoulders and they whisper in our ears and they say, this is stupid, you're going to fail, or you're not good enough, or whatever the voice is. Here's what we do, three-part process. Number one, we've got to identify that fear or the doubt specifically. I am afraid of this, I'm afraid of this, and I'm afraid of this. Or I doubt this because, or I doubt this. So we got to name it. And it's and folks, I, I use a pencil and, and a pad. I mean, that's what I do because it's powerful. We know from psychology studies, getting something out on paper, we get it outside of our head where it's rattling around and we see it. So we write out, I'm afraid of this. I doubt this. And then we look at it and we go, all right, now let's put fear and doubt on the witness stand. And you think of your favorite favorite lawyer, TV show, whatever you got to concoct, and you put that on the witness stand and you go, fear is saying this. Is there any evidence that this fear is true? Now, there might be some evidence that in some ways your fear is protecting you. Great. But in what ways is the fear misleading you, holding you back? You got to get it out. Let's deconstruct it. Once we deconstruct it, we know it's not true. It's a liar. Then what do we do? We focus on the truth. And once we focus on the truth, everything changes. Perspective changes. And then the actions that go with that new perspective. Oh, this is when life is all about momentum. Hey, don't move. More Ken Coleman Show coming right up. Welcome back. This is the Ken Coleman Show, and we're helping you connect your personal mission to your professional vision. That's right. Working on purpose. Actually enjoying Monday mornings because you're good at it, because you love the work and it produces a result that matters to you. We're going to help you figure out your purpose statement. This is what it sounds like. 
My why is to use what I do best, to do work I love, to produce results that matter to me. There it is. You fill in the blank. Talent, passion, mission. Talent, what you do best. Passion, work you love to do. Mission, results that matter deeply to you. You fill in the blank. And when you write that purpose sentence and you're able to plug that in, that is, you will find that is your sweet spot. That sentence, when you're fulfilling that sentence, that's the sweet spot. Or people marvel at you and say, you were born for this. And by the way, that sentence turns into a big giant arrow and points you to the marketplace, to all the different types of jobs, career fields that allow you to fulfill that purpose in your work. So let's not overcomplicate it. Let's break it down. All of the factors, all of the fears, all of the doubts, and let's get you clear. 844-747-2577. 844-747-2577. Let's go to Minneapolis, Minnesota. Allie joins us there. Allie, you're on the Ken Coleman Show. Hey, Ken. How's it going? Good. How are you, sir? I'm doing good. Good. How can I help? So basically my question is I'm about to graduate as a mechanical engineer this semester and I'm trying to like plan out the ladder to my dream job. Okay. And so I have, which direction are we going? Um, do you want me to talk about my passion and talent? Sure. But I, it sounded to me like you had a good idea what, what the ladder was, where it was leading you. Is that right? You have a good idea what the dream is? Uh, the ultimate dream would be is to be a flight test engineer. Flight test engineer. Great. So now we can discuss the ladder, right? Because it's really about what are the rungs on the ladder that get you into that dream job? So, like, um, in terms of the ladder, the way I thought about it is the jobs that, that would pretty much help me gain the skills to help me in that position and kind of, like, fill out my resume in between. Okay. And what are the qualifications that you need? Do you know what the qualifications are for you to move up each rung of those lad- of that ladder? Yes. So flight, uh, flight experience, that's a plus. Uh, experience with programming, especially with uh, a software called MATLAB, and also um, hands-on experience on the aircraft. Fantastic. So like, Fantastic. So sounds like you know what's going on. What can I help you with? What's your question? So basically my question is um, I'm, I'm in the process of finding jobs and what would be um, your tips and strategies so pretty much like when you go through jobs um, for them to kind of like see if this helps you in the ladder or this is not in the ladder. Which one would definitely help you to climb that ladder or which one would definitely not help you climb the ladder because engineering is kind of like a broad field and there are a lot of jobs in my area. So that's what I'm confused about. I got it. Perfect. Okay, so let's go back to the to the uh, answer you gave me when I said, what's at the very top of the ladder? And what did you say that was? Uh, flight test engineer. Flight test engineer. So what you want to do is, is use the proximity principle, and this is where you get around people who are doing what you want to do. That's what the proximity principle says. In order for Ali to do what he wants to do, flight test engineer, he's got to be around flight test engineers. He's got to be in places where the, all the type of work that surrounds a flight test engineer is happening. Why? Well, it's not just for opportunity. In this case, specifically for you, and always for everybody, is, is clarity. Clarify and verify. So by you getting around 
And if, if it's a phone call or a Zoom call or whatever, you need to talk to some successful flight test engineers and you need to ask them, what do you think is the path? Is there just one? Are there multiple paths? Here's what I was thinking. What do you think about that? And see, they've gotten to where you want to be. So they're going to have some really good insight. And I'd love for you to talk to more than one and just get a really good idea uh, on what it takes to get there. And then the second piece you're looking for is, what do they love about their job? What do they dislike about it? You know, and you just really get a sense of what does your day-to-day, month-to-month, year-to-year look like? And in clarifying the path, how they got there and other paths that they think are um, good paths and having them describe the work itself, your heart will then verify, yep, this is in fact where I want to go. Make sense? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, because here's the deal. You might find as you start hanging out and talking to flight test engineers, you go, huh, it's not what I thought it was going to be. I had this romantic notion about it and it's kind of 50% off or 30% off. Or you might find, yeah, it's pretty darn close to the vision I had. And oh man, my heart gets excited. I start getting excited when I think about that as my future. And so that's what I mean by clarify and verify. Right, perfect. Yeah, that that pretty much clears up the picture for me on, yeah. on what I need to do. And hey, here's the deal. Do. Let me encourage you, Ali. If you find out that the flight test on engineer isn't the way to go, fine. You repeat the process with something else. You go, oh, okay, it wasn't that, it was this. And that's what happened for me when I shifted from politics to broadcasting. And so there's so all you would do is shift your focus and repeat the steps. And, uh, but you're in the right direction. You know that. And, uh, so yeah, don't be, and this is the key. And I love this call, Ali. And I'll tell you why, because a lot of people are like you and they're going, I think I know what it is, Ken, but I'm nervous of making the wrong choice. And that's kind of what you're facing. Am I right? Yes. Yeah. And so here's the thing. I took away all of the nerves, Ali, because I've given you a process to where your heart is going to absolutely reveal yes or no. And folks, that's okay to feel that way. In fact, it's good to feel that way because then it should drive you to that clarify and verify process I just described for Ali, which you you dig into this and you go, I'm nervous about if it's the thing or not. Well, go find out. Don't sit there and ruminate on it. You know, it's like it's, it, it, it's the equivalent of somebody in a relationship. And uh, they had one date. And after the date, they're sitting at home and they're going, well, it was a nice date. Everything was positive. I enjoyed myself, enjoyed them. Uh, I, I, I'm attracted to them, like spending time with them. Oh my gosh. Are they the one? Ah, I don't know. Are they the one? I don't want to make the wrong decision. I don't want to marry the wrong person. I mean, that, that this is the same deal. And if you had a friend call you up and say that after one date, you'd be like, hey, relax a little bit. How about going on a couple more dates before we even, how about how about four or five weeks of hanging out and dating before we make that decision? That's what you would say, I hope, to your friend. Be like, hey, uh, it's one date. Spend more time with them have conversations about things that matter deeply to you is there a connection there do they are there shared values 
have you been around along uh, around them long enough to see if they're obnoxious and do you still like them a lot even though that you know they're a person now and they're real you know all the things you would say and so this is the same thing here as humans we get paralyzed with what if what if it's the wrong choice i really like this idea of being a, a systems analyst or a uh a, a, a project manager or a, a writer or a whatever i really like it makes me feel fuzzy inside when i think about it but it's kind of new kid oh gosh how do i know it's the right thing by clarifying and verifying use the proximity principle get around somebody who's very successful has a lot of experience in this area of interest and in doing so it's like you turn yourself into a college student one more time and you do the research how did you get there what are all the ways that i can get there what's it like when i get there do your research that's the head part the logic then your heart gets engaged if your heart says ding 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 then don't overthink it do it My time is almost up, unfortunately, but before I let you go, I want you to know you matter and you do have what it takes. Thank you so much for joining us. Until next time, this is The Ken Coleman Show. Press on. Thanks for listening to The Ken Coleman Show. For more, you can find the show on demand wherever you listen to podcasts and watch the show on YouTube. You can also find Ken across all social media by following at Ken Coleman.